1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. Life is full of steps. We learn to take small steps and big steps. We take steps toward adventure to discover what's next. At South State, helping you take each step is what inspires us to keep moving forward so you can keep enjoying what's next in your life. This is banking at its best. This is Banking Forward. I'm tired of you living in pain, and I want you to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulders, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Stop putting it off. Call now and schedule your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics now in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Time now for Spurrier Stories, brought to you by B&D Electric, Florida's premier source for professional electrical services, experienced, insured, and licensed. B&D's ready for your residential, commercial, and new construction projects. Okay, Steve. Uh, I, I try to always have a little story about our opponent. So we're playing Tennessee in 97. That was uh, Peyton's senior year. And uh, we were watching some of the tape film of, of their offense. And Peyton, when he wanted to throw the hitch pass, he, he would signal like one hand safe, you know, left hand or right hand. So I went to the defensive guys and I said, I want to put in a coverage. It was called Orange 2, Orange 2. And what you do, this guy plays way back and hopes he'll signal for the hitch here, you know. And then he's going to roll up and pick it off and this guy's going to back him up. Same thing over here, he's trying to and, you know, he's going to roll it over. And so we're going to play cover two behind him. It was called orange two. So sure enough, we're at midfield, and uh, we send it in. And I think Fred Weir, he's way back here. And sure enough, Peyton's up here, and he looks over to the left, and he gave him the hitch signal. I said, oh, boy, we got a chance at this one. <laughs> and, uh, so he goes one, two, three, and fires it, and our linebacker jumped up and knocked it down. And I'm trying to think who it was. I don't think it was Dan Harmon who it was. But he knocks it down, and Fred Weary was getting ready to pick it off and score for a touchdown. So we get him off the field. I said, what are you doing out there? Why'd you knock it down? He said, Coach, I saw him give the signal. He didn't know that we had cover two on behind him. <laughs> we forgot to coach him up. So anyway, that <laughs> was, was my one defensive call of the game, and uh, we knocked it down. 
But uh, I think Fred Ray was, or Ann Thonlock, one of them was ready to pick it off and score, but it never got thrown. So uh, anyway, sometimes uh, you got to coach the whole team when you want to try to get an interception for a touchdown. We'll end on a good Spurrier story. That's our Inside the Huddle for today. We thank you for listening. Sports Scene is next. For Steve Spurrier, for the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Sports Scene next, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam is producing the broadcast today and... Uh, so much fun doing inside the huddle with uh, Shaner and the ball coach. Really cool to do. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little high school football uh, with Buholtz coach Mark Whittemore. Also, Pat Ryan, former J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets quarterback. He's now the radio analyst on the Volunteer Football Network. He'll join us. And Ashlyn Sullivan, one of our grads with the Jags is going to join us to talk about uh, what has been a uh, very, very good uh, start to the Jags season. They're very competitive in their opener and uh, were winners big time uh, against the Colts. So that's what's on the docket for today. As always, phone numbers to call, 392-8255, and you can email S. Russell at WRUF.com. Um, we're trying to get a guest here. So in the meantime, Jeff says, this is actually for Shane and I, but he was gone. He said, look into your crystal ball. What's our win-loss record at the end of the year? And please don't answer. It's too early to tell. Well, is it a voicemail? Okay. All right. Um, or he says he's ready. So here, Sam, come here, and we'll do it this way. Um, I'll answer this way, ladies and gentlemen. It is too early to tell. But if you want me now, because look, how are you going to know how a team is playing, who's hurt, all of that, right? How are you going to know all that? So you're, you're, when, when I'm asked to do something like that, I'm doing that based on today. And I promise you that's probably going to change, you know, 10 different times before the season ends. But to answer the question, um, let's go through it. 
today. And remember, what's the last thing that we always see? It's the last game. You know, if, if when, when Florida beat Utah, Gator fans probably thought they'd go 10-2. and two. Well, after you lose to Kentucky and then barely beat South Florida, you're not going to win another game. That's how it rolls. But if I had to guess, Florida will win uh, four to five more games today. Today. But could they lose more than that? Yes. Could they win more? Because I think there's a lot of swing games here. Should Florida beat Vanderbilt? Yes. Should Florida beat Eastern Washington? Yes. Should Florida beat Missouri at home and homecoming? Yes. LSU's a swing game. Texas A&M is now a swing game because they can't score. Okay? Florida State's a swing game. That's in Tallahassee. High school football. Newberry Panthers off to a good start this year. Coach Johnson now joins us. Coach, good to have you. How are you? Doing well, Steve. Thank you for having me on. Your football team's doing well early on here, Coach. Uh, Travis McGriff and company making a big difference there with the offenses rolling. Uh, for those who don't know, tell us about your first few games here, what you're pleased with. I, I, the offense, I mean, defense is doing well, too, but your offense is humming. Yeah, we, we played well the first three weeks. Uh, obviously, you know, there's always some stuff we, we need to improve on. You know, we need to do a better job of taking care of the ball. But, you know, with such a young group, we are getting better uh, every week, and that's what we want to see. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know this, Coach, when you have a young team, I mean, you may see them, you know, develop when they come up from middle school and things like that, but sometimes you're not quite sure about what you're going to get. Is this what you thought this team would be? Yeah, I, I knew we definitely had the potential to, to have some success this year. Uh, kids are buying into to what we're preaching. You know, they, they're working hard. Uh, you know, we just got to continue to get better and stay focused. Uh, with such a young team, you know, sometimes it takes a while to learn a new system. You know, Trav coming in there, uh, you've got new coaches. Because uh, you, you're doing well, apparently they must have learned that. The, the, the kids must have absorbed stuff uh, pretty well. Would you agree with that? I do. I do. Uh, I think it, it starts with, with having great teachers. Uh, you you got to be able to, you know, connect with the kids and, and be able to, you know, relay that information. And they've done a good job of picking it up. Um, and you know, we'll just keep working, keep keep building brick by brick. I think you're hosting this week, if I'm wrong, tell me. But you got Union County, and they're a good football team, too. Yeah, that's correct. We're hosting Union. Uh, very, very good football team. Uh, you know, well coached tough physical team uh you know we're going to have to play for 48 minutes right night. you know with, with coach thomas's team he's got a lot of guys back from you know really good team last year as you see them on tape coach what do you see uh big strong physical quarterback uh really really good running back uh, they got some really good guys uh you know playing receiver skill wise uh they're big and physical up front you know they're those guys are you know prototypical 1A football lineman. Uh, they're going to be physical. They're going to fly off the ball, and they're going to hit you in the mouth. Uh, what changes were made? You know, you have to get X's and O necessarily here, but, you know, Travis coming in, is your offense a lot different with him than what it was a year ago? And if so, how so? Uh, it's pretty much the same scheme-wise. Yeah, obviously, you know, terminology is different. Um, you know, what, what Travis brings is, is different uh, energy-wise. 
But, you know, uh, scheme-wise, you know, there's only so many ways you can run, you know, a, a player. So, but I think it's definitely helped us, uh, you know, the kids are buying in and, and you know, they, they trust what he's teaching. So, you know, it's been a it's been a seamless transition for us. Is that the same on the defensive side of the ball too? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, Coach Fleming brings a lot of – a lot of juice every day, a lot of energy. Um, you know, he has our linebackers flying, flying around, playing fast. And, and we're really good up front. Our, first, our front four uh, are, are dominant players. So, you know, when you can control the line of scrimmage, you know, you can have some success on the defensive side. You know, I, I guess every – I'll end with this, Coach. Every week is different, but sometimes you look at a game on a schedule and you play a team as good as Union County – and say, you know what, this this might be a measuring stick. We we might see how good we are. Is that is this one of those kinds of games? I think so. I think uh, it's definitely. Uh, you know, they were really really good last year. They had a great season, and, and they, you know, they beat Columbia uh, early in the year. So you know, they got some talent over there, and it's definitely something we want to measure ourselves up against and kind of see where we're at with the, you know, the top schools in uh, in one R. All right, Panthers and Tigers going to take place this weekend. Newberry will host Union County. Always appreciate your time, Coach. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Go Panthers. You got it. Edward Johnson, the head football coach at Newberry High School. Twelve fourteen. time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll talk with Buholtz's Mark Whittemore next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quartararo. The Tampa Bay Rays look to avenge last night's loss to the now American League West Division champion Astros tonight at 6.40. The Astros claimed their fifth division title in six years last night with the win over Tampa Bay. Tune in to coverage right here, starting at 6 o'clock. The Florida women's golf team heads to Bryan, Texas for their second tournament of the season, where they will play 54 holes against 13 teams over the course of two days. The Gators team has three individuals ranked inside the top 25. Gators volleyball starts their SEC schedule today against Alabama. Florida, now ranked number 12 in the nation, hope to build on their five-game win streak, which was highlighted by a huge victory over Wisconsin in front of a record crowd. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quaterar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency. They're at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. In business for a long time. In fact, 40 plus years. And the Cousins family has owned and operated that business from the first day. And from that first day, what they did is something very smart. Because they give you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The best and late model low mileage vehicles. Drive around town. Look at the car next to you, in front of you. There's a really good chance you're going to see a Southeast Car Agency tag because they've sold a ton of vehicles here. Go online, secars.com. You'll check out the vehicle's pictures. All the pertinent information is there. If you want to test drive them, see them for yourself, go see them at Northeast 39th Avenue. Their sales staff is there to help you, but never tries to hard sell you. And personally, I've always appreciated that when I've dealt with Southeast Car Agency. You go see them in person. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. How far? One month, two, no doctor yet. I can't afford it. Protect yourself and your baby. The health department can help you out. Test for STDs. I don't have diseases. You don't know. You don't always have symptoms. STDs make you and your baby sick. 
I don't want my baby sick. No one cares more about your baby than you. I'm calling my county health department. A message from the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. You want to go to the place that has the freshest burgers in town made to order? That place, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Great food, great shakes, great fries, and they support local Florida cattle ranchers. They still feature their great milkshakes like the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, too. If you're in a hurry, visit DickMondells.com. You can order ahead. They're open seven days a week. You can see them on Facebook and Instagram. Better ingredients make better meals at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. A little more high school football we'll talk about today. Buholtz has a big matchup with Ocala Vanguard. That should be a good game. Buholtz coach Mark Whittemore here. Mark, last week, you know, sometimes, I mean, look, every coach wants to win by a big margin, but sometimes you look and you want your team to get tested. You were tested last week. Yeah, we were, Steve. Uh, good, good chatting with you about a little high school football on a beautiful tuesday noontime show <laughs> uh yeah we were we were tested no question about it um we you know we were ahead by a pretty substantial margin there as we came out of half 
Uh, unfortunately, the rain came down, as seems to be very uh, very much the par for the course these Friday nights in Florida, but uh, came down, and then we, we fell prey to a fake punt on fourth and long, and, uh, and, and their kicker was pretty nifty, and he was able to kick a ball right off of our back uh, as our front line on the kickoff return. So they were able to do some kind of nifty things uh, and tricky things that uh, that kept him in the ball game, and uh, you know we were able to get out of there with the W, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know what? I, I most times I don't care if it's pro, college, high school. You know, it, it you're going to get tested once in a while, and obviously the, the the best way to do that is to get a win if you can. But uh, w- did your team react well to that? Did your team react well to the adversity? Uh, really did. And, you know, it's a laundry list of adverse circumstances on Friday night. So I thought that they reacted super-duper well uh, and really like – I mean, let, let, let's remember that Creekside was ranked 10 when we right. played them. Exactly. So it's not like, you know, we weren't playing uh, a school that, you know, that, that doesn't – isn't playing great football. So very important to note that Creekside is – you know, our whole district is, is ranked in the top 20. So uh, we we got some tough sledding ahead. You know, one of the things, you look at what you've done offensively, you, you've got to be pleased. Uh, you scored almost 50 again here. Um, talk about your offense a little bit and, and uh, how you see it progressing from here. Well, uh, you know, first of all, we've got, you know, we've got some really explosive and talented athletes that, uh, you know, are kind of exchanging, um, you know, their their time to – to ex- explode onto the scene each each and every game. Um, you know, this week it was, you know, a combination of three of our fastest guys, Creed Whittemore, Zakari Kelly, and, you know, and and just really able to make huge plays happen. I mean, the addition of Jaron uh, on the outside, you know, he's probably a legit 10-6 kid. So, I mean, you know, we've got – you know, we've got some four-by-one runners that can that can also play high-level football. And uh, the schedule doesn't get easier. You know, Vanguard, I think they have one loss this year, but they, they seemingly are always good every year. Yeah, they are so talented, Steve. I mean, you know, just each and every year, the best athletes, it seems, in the county uh, somehow are, are there at Vanguard, to farmer's credit. Um, he has done a fantastic job of signing kids, uh, college scholarships, and creating a, an atmosphere of, you know, just very, very talented football players. I'll end with this because, look, I, I don't care how well you do. Uh, you know, you, when you coach, you're, uh, you're, you're critical. Is there an area or two on your team, Mark, where – concerns the wrong word but you know where you think you could get a little bit better yeah i mean i think obviously um anytime that that we have adverse circumstances i think you can always get better in your initial reaction like our our motto is snap and clear so we're trying to as a coaching staff and as players snap and clear make the necessary adjustments uh to each and every circumstance i mean uh, the you know the referees are going to be different the the playing surface is going to be different you know there's always going to be something that that 
tries to, you know, unnerve you and, and mess with your psyche. So I think our biggest, you know, our biggest challenge moving forward is making sure that we can snap it clear. Okay, it should be a good one with uh, Buholtz and Vanguard. And you're on the road this week, right? Oh yeah, it's down at uh, it's down at at Vanguard's place. It's going to be unbelievable in Booster Stadium. Okay, always appreciate your time, Coach, and uh, good luck to you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. You got it, Mark Whittemore. Done a great job as the head coach at Buholtz High School. Uh, until the top of the hour, uh, we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com at the top of the hour. Pat Ryan, former Jets quarterback, now the radio analyst for Tennessee, uh, will join us to talk about the volunteers. And then Ashlyn Sullivan is going to join us to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars here uh, today. Um, so that is what is on the docket for now. I uh, do have some emails here I will get to, uh, and then, of course, we'll take your phone calls as well. So let me get to the emails. A couple of them uh, have said how much they enjoy inside the huddle. No one enjoys that more than me. I just I look forward to it all the time. Um, really good stuff. Uh, William says, I get the sense you're probably not too fond of the Vegas team futures based on your begrudgingly answering the win-loss record today. No, no, it's not, it isn't anything like that. Not that I have to explain myself, but I will. I'm old school, okay? How do I know? Like, for example, when, when you see the thing that says uh, winning probability, 95%, how do they know? The other day, when the Jets beat the Browns, when the Browns went ahead, their probability of winning was like 90-something percent, and they lost. So that's what I'm talking about. Okay, but anyway, he says, not sure if you saw Richardson's media session yesterday. I did. I'll be honest, every time he spoke the last couple weeks, I feel worse and worse. He's even gone as far to say he has no confidence right now. I'm an Anthony believer and have been, but if he has no confidence and he's out there playing scared, need to put the next guy in. Like you, we all played football at some level. Guys who play not to get hurt, guess what usually happens to them. Great show. William, I agree with you. Look, I'm going to say this once about Anthony Richardson and drop it. Terrific kid, puts in the work. But we all, from what, when we saw him play in high school, okay, he, he wasn't, a great reader of defenses then he just had he was the best player on the field I was very surprised at some of the things he said yesterday and that takes guts to say I mean it and he stood up there and answered questions that takes but to your point that's all well and good and I give him credit for that but now you got to change the dynamic on the field that that's got to change 1228 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics 
now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville Lake City and Ocala. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Later in the afternoon, skies becoming mostly sunny. Temperatures warming up to the upper 80s and lower 90s. We'll have a slight chance for a passing thunderstorm later in the afternoon, especially closer to southeastern Marion County. Overnight, mostly clear skies, patchy fog tomorrow morning, lows in the low 70s. Mostly sunny and hot again tomorrow afternoon with highs nearing 90. UF Weather Center on meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Jalen Hurts has convinced me to push him over the top. He is a, what I call a baller. And he showed me that he is one of those guys putting in another bucket. 
and, and he is in that bucket with the MVP candidate for me as of right now in terms of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I'm sliding him right over there. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Beaumont, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Pat Ryan from the Tennessee Network will join us top of the hour. Ashlyn Sullivan with the Jaguars will also join us in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll take calls now. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Just to join the show as usual, I called in early because I wanted to discuss Pat Ryan with you, but a couple of one thought on the Tennessee-Florida series, but I've got a quick question for you. Okay. Um, we don't notice linemen, unfortunately, offensive linemen, unless there's a holding call or something along those lines. Um, you might not know the answer to this, but the snapper for USF on third down there at the end of the game and then the uh, deep snap on fourth down on the kick, do you know if that's the same kid, same player? I would imagine it is. Is that normally the case? I thought sometimes deep snappers are different, but usually in coaching that's how it's been. It varies. It varies. I mean, some guys, you know, may not be a great long snapper, so you can have two different people, but I I don't know. Well, that's part about being in the arena, the agony of uh, defeat, thrill of victory, you know, with Jim McKay, ABC, and all that. But I hate it for that kid. He'll have to live with that for the rest of his life. Well, that's why you compete. I mean, you you win, you lose. And look, if I'm the coach there – First of all, let's assume for the moment the snap is good. How do I know the kick's going to be good, right? And yeah. you can go back, the quarterback threw two picks. I mean, there, there is a lot of things in a game that can alter things besides, you know, what happened at the end. Jeff Scott will probably be telling that story 20 years from now at a bar somewhere, Steve. That probably would have bought him an extra year on his deal. He's on the hot seat. Yeah, but, I mean, look, now we're going to see was that because – they struggled against – they beat Howard, but they struggled against him, and BYU just steamrolled them. But does this build momentum for them? Remember, they were in this game when their quarterback threw for 115 yards and two picks, but they just ran the ball. They, they, were, they were dominant yeah. running the ball. Now, can they do this from here on out? We'll see. Okay, well, so we think it's the same player, but we're not positive, right? Not positive. Yeah, okay. Hey, Steve, is Pat Ryan, I'm just guessing here, is he one of your favorite Jets of all time? Um, I don't know if he's one of my favorite Jets. I mean, he played pretty well for him. I don't know that he's, you know, one of my favorite Jets because I have a lot of those. But you know, I, he played well yeah, for the Jets. Right. Well, I mean, uh, well, it's my understanding. I, I know Pat casually, um, uh, not bros or anything. But it's my understanding he's a pretty big legend up there in New York. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's not. Cert- I mean, look, the Jets have not had great quarterbacks. Let's face it. I mean, there's Joe Namath. And maybe a Pat Ryan, maybe a Kenny O'Brien, but there haven't been many right. great. Uh, you know, Pennington maybe a little bit, but not many. Yeah, Pennington's probably in Broadway Joe, but I guess the reason why is he took the Jets to the playoffs and what he famously hurt his ankle, and uh, the Jets wound up losing like a double overtime playoff game or something. I believe that's how it goes. But everything's bigger in New York. But the reason I'm bringing it up, Steve, um, the Music City Miracle is widely regarded as one of the top plays in NFL history. Pat Ryan was on color on that. The Titans screwed him over for reasons that are pretty ridiculous. 
you ever seen that Music City Miracle, Kyle? Yes. I mean, it, uh, he saw it before uh, the uh, the play by play guy, and, and the and the guy got nothing but fired for it. And I just I've just always hated the Titans ever since. All right, Steve. One last thing for you on this uh, Tennessee Florida series. Uh, Tennessee and Florida used to never play, as you well know, and then uh, magically when Spurrier showed up, Tennessee and Florida started playing every year. Um. You got to look at it, Steve. I know uh, I'll compare this series a lot to Bedlam. It seems like Oklahoma always beats Oklahoma State for whatever reason. But um, you know, you got to throw in two hail marys, the Zook uh, first year game, the five fumbles, the monsoon always amazes me, and I'll never figure out how Muschamp uh, beat Tennessee that year. He went four and eight and lost to a directional school. But you have to remember, um, back in the seventies and eighties, Tennessee and Florida never played, and Florida's had two of the greatest coaches on earth. In um, Coach Spurrier and Urban Meyer, while Tennessee's generally been shuffling through bums. What does that mean? I don't. I mean, I think there's there's some definitely good fortune when you start talking about hail marys in there and you know rain and crazy things. But Mike, I don't think it's I don't think it's complete luck that Florida has ruled this series when you're talking about Urban Meyer and St- uh, Coach Spurrier. Well, that's to Florida's credit and Tennessee's detriment. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I just there, there's definitely been some nice breaks in there, but I mean. That's well, nice break. They've won four times in this century. I just said, I just quoted them to you, Steve. Two Hail Marys yeah. and a, so, a I mean, game. And, yeah. But I'm just saying it's, it's not like – Okay, okay, Mike, we're done. We're done. Thank you. Okay. Good gracious. Paul, hello. i got a headache. Me. Yeah, sorry, I have a headache. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'll try not to give you a headache because I, I might get side with I'll try to be clear. Sure, during Spurrier's – era there was an identity to the offense and the receivers that we had were, were good but I don't recall them being five-star guys they, they they ran the plays that were schemed up within the offense of what Florida ran and I know Anthony's taken a lot of the the hits this week and blame this week but what I'm struggling with is and, and I understand it's ingredients you talk I think you talked about that it's 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 not just as simple as Anthony making a bad read or a bad throw but are, if, if you lined up those receivers, if, those, if these receivers played in the 90s, in your opinion, would they be – would have been as productive? So I guess the question is, are these players as good as the guy? Because I don't remember a lot of them having much success in the NFL. They had great careers here at Florida, but they were within a scheme and they ran to spots and they ran the right routes where our, our, it seems like we don't – we don't have that, or our coaching staff certainly doesn't trust that at this point with the receivers. Well, look, I'm not at a practice. I'm only telling you, Paul, what my eyes see, okay? You've got a quarterback that, I'll say this for the 50th time, okay? For all of those people, because of the flash plays that the kid made, you know, they anointed him a Heisman Trophy, you know, all this stuff, and ignored, ignored the fact that he, had, he has next to no experience, especially in being a starter and especially in reading defenses and that sort of thing. Now, let's put Jerry Rice, Steve Largent, and uh, I don't know, whoever, as receivers for Florida, Okay. Would it matter? No. It wouldn't matter. Because the quarterback has got to make the right read. The quarterback has to, have the, has to have the confidence to throw the football. Okay? This group of receivers 
may not be drafted in the NFL or drafted very highly, but it doesn't mean you can't be a good college receiver and be productive offensively. So everybody blames the quarterback, and I get that, but I think it's a combination of things. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what the identity evolves into this year because – to the point of you got to win games. You got to yep. run the. You got to do what you can do to get by week to week. Correct. And uh, I think that's going to be something interesting. That you know he might have a game where Anthony throws three or four touchdown passes, and he also might have a game where he runs for 150 yards. Um, you know, hopefully we see that. But I just, you know, identity is it might just take a little while. We're going to find out. Paul, thank you for your call. Hey, D, how are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, two quick things, man. Uh, you know, I listen to you and Shane every Monday. I try not to call Monday because I'm a little too emotional about the game. Uh, <laughs> let, let things calm down. Um, but he always talks about playing the position and knowing the nuances of the position. And the one play I, you know, the interception by the linebacker, he had a, a the, first of all, the USF linebacker had a great drop in coverage, got great depth. But number two, the throw was late. And the third thing about that play was he never manipulated the linebacker with his eyes. He stared him right down, and all the guy had to do was, you know, basically move to the right or to the left to intercept the ball. So those are the little nuances of the quarterback position, you know, moving the safety or the linebacker with your eyes so you can clear up that that throwing window. So trust me, man, when when Shane talks, I listen because the guy knows the position, played at a high level, and he – he knows what he's talking about. I know it. People may sound like it's criticism towards Richardson, but he's he's basically telling the facts. So I'm not offended by you know anything he says about Anthony because right now it, it's the truth. Well, I can firsthand tell you because uh, I, I helped coach Shane's son, and Shane you know helped me coach, and he knows his stuff. I mean, he wasn't successful. I mean, did he have a great? Offensive minus his head coach, yes, but his head coach isn't on the field. His head coach doesn't do what Shane did. He knows way more about the quarterback position than I'll ever forget. So, yeah, I mean, look, he understands the nuances of the position, and that's why he is well-positioned to tell folks what he thinks. He is not in the huddle he does, but he goes to practices now. He sees things, so he's only telling you what he sees. I agree. Uh, one more thing, Steve. Um, I didn't like the comments I heard yesterday about you know protecting AR with the. I understand the lack of depth we have at the quarterback position, but if you're playing not to get hurt, you're probably most likely gonna get hurt because you you got you have to play football at a full speed because these guys are coming to knock your head off and. If you, I understand if it's third and uh, second and ten, and you got five yards, you get out of bounds. I understand. Don't challenge the the linebackers or whatever. But if you just go and play by play to protect yourself, I, I just you can't play scared, man. You have to you have to go all out and let the chips fall where they may. Okay, thank you for your call, D. Appreciate it. Lee in Lake City says you were around during the great talk show debate about whether to slide like Chris Lee or not to slide like Tim Tebow during the national championship season in '06. Now, do we feel as if AR is caught in between these two opposite approaches in any way? Um, no. I think it's a little bit different. I see the point, Lee. I do. But it's not a question of whether he slides 
it's more, I mean, I don't think anybody questioned Chris Leak throwing the football, right? He, I mean, if, if anybody questioned Chris Leak, it was because he was reluctant to run at times. Well, there are people questioning Anthony Richardson throwing the football, how good he is at it, how good he is reading defenses, et cetera. So I don't know that it's quite the same. Adam will get right to you. 1244 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quarteraro. The Houston Astros claimed their fifth division title in the last six years after their win against the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday as they continue to push to secure the number one seed in the American League. They are currently sitting eight games over the second-place Yankees. The second game of the series from the Trop is set for 6.40 this evening, and you can tune in to coverage right here at 6 o'clock. The Gators volleyball team looks to continue their impressive start to the season as they turn their efforts to SEC foe Alabama on Wednesday. Florida is coming off of a huge win against number 4 Wisconsin in front of a record crowd in Madison. The Gators women's golf team starts their second tournament of the season today and tomorrow, hosted by Texas A&M. Gators currently have three golfers ranked in the top 25. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterar. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Are you looking for internship or co-op opportunities while completing undergraduate or graduate degrees? If you are, check out Arthrex. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries. From pro athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting opportunities and experiences to enhance your professional development. Don't wait. Openings for summer internships and spring co-ops will become available now. So check out careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com to find out more. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and, and uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to yeah. but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. Fruits and vegetables are very environmentally friendly foods. Make them even more friendly by eating them in season. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? 
The future is now. Intercepted! Amari Barney just intercepted it! The Gators hit the road to face the Tennessee Volunteers. 10 to the 5. Chop, chop, chop. Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Tennessee Volunteer Radio Analyst Pat Ryan joins us top of the hour. Adam joins us now. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call, my man. Uh, great inside the huddle and um, looking forward to this weekend. Hey, buddy, I, uh, I I have a question for you, and then i got a follow-up uh, question as well. Um, which team, considering the schedules between Tennessee and Florida, do you think is more battle-tested, considering we've seen Utah, we've seen Kentucky and USF, and they've seen uh, Ball State, uh, I think it was uh, Pittsburgh, on the road, and Akron? Well, Florida, of course. Okay, great. I, I mean, you're objective, so I mean, I wasn't trying to ask a redundant question because you're very objective, and I appreciate that. Um, I think they are more battle-tested as well. Unfortunately, because I never like to glory in somebody's injury, but I was just inside and I was watching the replay of the Tennessee game and I saw that hit on Cedric Tillman. Um, he's their number one receiver, but my man, it 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 looked pretty rough. It really looked rough. It didn't look like, I mean, it looked like he possibly broke his ankle. And then we've got this other receiver that's possibly out for suspensions. Uh, how do you think... Um, how do you think this Tennessee team is going to respond to losing their number one receiver and possibly their, their second or third receiver in this game? Well, respond, okay? Meaning, meaning, meaning. let me clarify, they ran the shit out of the ball against Akron, right? But that's Akron. Okay. So they, do they stick to the air? Do they stick to what works? Or what, what do you think they do in this situation where they lose their number one receiver? Well, there are other receivers, okay? That's... When you what does any team do when you lose your number one receiver? Okay, I mean you're not going to stop throwing the ball. Okay, and if they if they are as deep um, as many people think they are at receiver, then you know they're going to be okay. But look, you know Tillman's really good preseason All SEC yeah. guy. Um, so if he's out, that, that that's not going to help Tennessee. But I don't think they're going to you know run the ball 50 times because of that. Okay, that's that's exactly what I was wondering. And how do you think um, – have you heard anything about Jaden Hill coming back possibly for this game? He doesn't do anything with injury report until tomorrow. Okay. All right. Thank you, Steve. Go Gators. Let's okay. Tennessee. We got it. I think we got this one, Bubba. All right, Adam. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, look, when you have players like they have um, – and Heupel talked yesterday – and didn't really talk about Cedric Tillman or about Jabari Small either. Uh, both those players left with injuries and didn't come back to the game. 
Um, Heupel said, quote, we'll see about their status as we get on the grass the next couple of days. He didn't rule them out, but he didn't say they were going to play either. So that remains to be seen. Now, maybe they'll do an injury report and we'll get more information. Uh, Larry says, listen to uh, Eastern Michigan, Arizona State, on my drive back to Hernando County Saturday night. Like listening to one of Florida's games last year, sounds like the situation is no better for Jones out there than it was here at Florida. Offensive inconsistency and ASU's defense could not stop Eastern Michigan, which won the game. ASU seems to exactly mirror Florida. Well, they don't have a coach. But, I mean, they have an interim coach, and Florida doesn't have that at least. BB says Travez Johnson was on the Paul Feinbaum show and said something I found highly interesting. The new coaching staff is more invested in them, and the staff is detail-oriented. Makes you wonder about the old staff. Uh, most of the end of the week will be concerning UT. Let me ask you a question about a pivotal game in the West. What are your thoughts about A&M and Arkansas? Uh, it is the irresistible force and the immovable object. Arkansas is bad on defense, good on offense. A&M is bad on offense and really good on defense. You would think it'd be somewhere in the middle. If Arkansas is going to take the next step, uh, this is where they take it. And I think they're going to take it. Um, Doring said, Gators are on a top 20 team. Rankings may have put too much pressure on Anthony and the team. Do I agree? No, I don't. Rankings are what they are. Okay? I don't know that that's going to put extra pressure on me. Um, uh, ESPN is giving Tennessee an 87% chance to win the game. Okay? Daryl, I feel Florida needs to get off to a good start. If we get a couple of touchdowns behind, can't see this team coming back. I can. Look, if they run the football well, that keeps Tennessee's offense, which is really good, off the field. Now, if you're going to play a game like that, you've got to score touchdowns in the red zone and not field goals. But, I mean, if Florida gets down 14, are they out? No, they're not out. I think they're going to run the ball. Brad, Gator fan living in Knoxville, tough coming up on the losing side against Tennessee in all major sports this year, still holding out hope for Saturday. Can you recall the last time that's happened? Uh, are you saying major sports being football, basketball, and baseball? I'm assuming. Um, well, last year, Tennessee won, or Florida won. So I'm not quite sure where now if you're saying if it happens this year okay but remember Florida still has that winning streak Brad now Tennessee hadn't won the game yet by the way a couple of things before we hit the top of the hour here you'll hear from Pat Ryan Florida in baseball speaking of baseball Wyatt Langford Brandon Sprout and Hurston Waldrop are all ranked as top 20 college prospects in the MLB.com preseason rankings. Uh, in fact, they're the only program in the country to have three players ranked in the top 20. Langford's four, Sprout's 16, and Waldrop is 19. If you want to go see Gators softball, they've got some exhibition games coming up. Their first one is going to be October 21st. They're going to host uh, seven... Six 
six teams go on the road once and then have what baseball has. They have their orange and blue series. But it's going to start October 21. So whatever that's worth, uh, you can check them out. By the way, the SEC new stats are out. Tennessee, the best scoring team in the league, 52 points a game. Florida was last. They are no longer last. A&M is at 20. Carolina's at 24. Florida is at 25. In scoring defense, Florida is uh, 10th. Tennessee gives up 14 a game, and they are 6th at 14 a game. And then a couple of other numbers to throw at you. In touchdowns scored, Tennessee second in the SEC. Guess who is first in the SEC in touchdowns scored? Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vandy, 23 touchdowns scored. Tennessee has 21. Florida is next to last in the SEC in touchdowns scored with nine. They're tied with Carolina. A&M has the fewest at eight. Rushing offense. As good as Florida is, over 200 yards a game, they're fifth in the league. And uh, I won't even go into the passing because I, I think we know, you know, where that is. But Florida is last in the league in passing offense at 141 yards a game. The next closest is A&M at 208. Yeah. All right, next hour. Pat Ryan, quarterback, uh, analyst for Tennessee in their football network, will join us to talk about the Vols. Maybe he can update us on the injury situation. And uh, we'll also talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last weekend, it doesn't happen a lot. All three Florida NFL teams won. That's, that doesn't happen a great deal. Um, Peyton, real quick, says, do you feel it was wrong to fire Herm Edwards on the field outside the tunnel after the game instead of the next day? Um, I've heard that, that that happened. Uh, yeah, that's not the classiest thing to do. I mean, especially when your administration kept him on in the midst of NCAA business, uh, if that was, in fact, the way it was done, um, again, that's not the way to go about doing it. Hour two coming up. We thank the two high school coaches this hour, Mark Whittemore of Buholtz, Edward Johnson of Newberry, for coming on. Hour two coming up. Stay with us, and we appreciate you listening to Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape the heat. Looking at saltwater fishing boats? Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass bass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker all-welded aluminum boats are powered by mercury. Tracker boats at your authorized Tracker Marine dealer. Polaris of Gainesville. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, our customers are asking, and we want to give them what they want. So we're paying top dollar right now for your used power sports vehicle. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. 
The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because we use Simply Safe. Customize the perfect system for your home and start at simplysafedan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this sunshiny Tuesday in the University City. Sam is producing the broadcast today, and uh, we have... A lot of things to go over here in hour number two. The big game, Saturday in Knoxville, Florida, and Tennessee. To join us now, Pat Ryan, former quarterback, now with the Vol Radio Network. Pat, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Pat, uh, can you update the injury situation at all for Tennessee from last week? Has there been any late word on some of those guys who were hurt and maybe not playing or, or, or playing this week? No, you you won't hear anything until Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear. I don't know if Florida's the same way, but uh, uh, mum's a word when it comes to any type of injury until the next week when we see who shows up out on the field. I, I suspected that, but I had to ask. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. You, I asked it. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you've seen this team play this year, and obviously, you know, really, really good. As you take a like a 50,000-foot view of this team, Pat, what do you see? You know, I see a team that uh, was coming off uh, a really, for them, a really good season last year and a team that's building on that defensively uh, was really the worst part of their team last year. And they, and they're getting better. Are they world beaters? No, they're not there yet, but they're getting playing a lot more aggressive and making a lot more plays. And offensively, I'm telling you, it, I think they, they can score on anybody. And they proved it last year. I mean, they scored points on Georgia. They, scored points on, uh, you know, Alabama uh, and scored a ton of points against a whole lot of other people. So uh, they are a scoring machine. If Tillman is is out and Small is out, I mean, they're really good players. How deep, because I think Tennessee's wide receiver group is really good, how deep is Tennessee at the receiver and running back position if they don't play? Uh, running back position, they're not too deep. Uh, and in fact, their third running back uh, went out with an ankle the other night. Uh, and I, of course, I have no idea what his status is for Saturday. But uh, And that leaves, essentially, Jalen Wright to be your running back. Now, he's been the most effective guy so far and has played really well. But 
you can't go against the Florida defense or not most defenses in the SEC with just one running back. You get, you're going to need a couple of them. And if you go to the wide receiver spot, uh, they've got some guys that can play, uh, but they don't have any Cedric Tillmans sitting behind him. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Uh, Jalen Hyde has played really well. Uh, he had a big night the other night, broke out, you know, caught uh, a couple touchdowns, long touchdown passes. Uh, they've been waiting for him to show up. And last couple games, he's played really well. Brew McCoy on the other side is a big, strong, good-looking athlete, uh, wide receiver over there that uh, if Tillman doesn't play, I think you're going to see McCoy uh, targeted uh, a good amount of times. But past that, he's just got a bunch of guys that really haven't played a lot of football. Uh, Good players, but not a lot of experience. Pat, it's pretty amazing to me the numbers that Hendon Hooker has put up in Heupel's system. I mean, I think he's only thrown like two picks, which is incredible for as much as Tennessee throws the football. Where do do you see the most improvement in his game? You know, I think... uh, he looks very similar to the way he looked at the back half of last season. Uh, he's a guy that uh, he takes care of the football. You talked about his interception. I, I don't want to correct you, but he's thrown three interceptions. Three. Okay, I thought it was two. Okay. So, yeah, which is uh, nothing. I mean, it's – and to be honest with you, um, when you see a guy that has three interceptions, you'll say, okay, well, I'm going to – watch some tape and I'll watch some of these games and I'll guarantee you there's going to be balls that should have been picked, you know, dropped or, or whatnot. And he doesn't throw the ball in harm's way. Seldom. I mean, very rarely does he throw a ball that, you know, might have not gone, supposed to gone where it's going. Uh, he's a smart kid. Uh, he's really even keeled. Nothing seems to bother him. You know, has a bad play. Just he's kind of like his coach. He just said, "Heck with it." You know, we're going to run eighty more. So what's one play? Uh, he, he's a good leader. He's he's a guy that uh, uh, best of all, he gets them set. He gets them in position where they're supposed to be, and he delivers the football when they're open. Pat Ryan, our guest here on Sports Scene Radio Analyst in the Vol Network. Pat, I'm very fortunate in doing what I do, and I get to talk to so many great people. I mean, Shane Matthews, you know, quarterback, played in the NFL a long time. You played in the NFL for a long time. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at Gator fans are looking at Anthony Richardson and wondering with his physical ability, you know, why there are issues with him throwing the football. Did you ever have a crisis of confidence? Did you ever have as a as a quarterback? an issue where you weren't sure what you were doing and throwing the football or what you were doing as you look at a guy like Richardson trying to develop? Well, I had plenty of times when, uh, you know, you'd be out on the field. And, and there are days, and it happens that way. You can talk to every quarterback, and they'll tell you the same thing. There are days when you walk out there and you feel like you can see everything. And it feels easy. And then there are days when you walk out there and it's like a jumbled up mess. <laughs> you, I, I, can't, I can't explain it. It's just the way it is. And of course, that usually happens against some of the better defenses. Sure. But uh, there are days when uh, it, it just doesn't – I don't know if the guy's open. I don't know if he's coming open. Do I throw it? Don't I throw it? You know, 
Uh, you only get by that. Uh, you have less and less of those days, the more experience you get. And Anthony Richardson has very little experience at this point. Uh, I don't think that it's fair to ever uh, put it on a guy to think that he's going to just light it up and throw it all over the lot, especially in the SEC when you've only played three or four games. It just it just doesn't happen. Final question for you, Pat. Uh, I'm going to put your helmet back on here. You know, Tennessee okay. has not beaten Florida a lot. You know, Vol fans know that, and, and I guess players are aware of that too. Does that get into a player's – does history get into a player's head, or is it just, look, we got to go out and play this game and, you know, not worry about what the history has been in the series? Well, it can. It, it really can. I, but I, I'll say this about uh, this bunch. I think a lot of that type of thinking just kind of went out the window when Heupel showed up because he doesn't, uh, you know, he's very confident. He's confident in his players. He's confident in what they can do. And they believe in him, and they believe in his system, and they believe that uh, they got a chance to go out and win every game. So I don't really think that the Florida thing uh, is going to affect this bunch. It affects the fans more than anybody. It affects me. I, I can't remember the last time we beat them. <laughs> so... Uh, it's uh, between Florida and Alabama. It's um, uh, it's been a long, long time. Pat, I appreciate your taking the time and your insight, and uh, thank you for being on with us. And we'll see what happens on Saturday up in Knoxville. All right, Steve. Take care. You got it, Pat. Thank you. Enjoy, Pat Ryan. Uh, as you heard him talk, Tennessee. Uh, now, Tennessee may get a couple of players back in this game. A couple of. Uh, Defensive backs who didn't play when they played the Zips uh, may be back for them. So, you know, sometimes the injury list uh, taketh and sometimes you get people back. Florida will release its depth chart and its injury list tomorrow. So what is going to be the status, for example, of Ventrell Miller? Uh, what, you know, so we'll have to find that out tomorrow as well. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. The Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Astros tonight at home. After falling short 4-0 last night, the Rays look to take game two. You can find live coverage and updates right here at 6 p.m. In Gator Sports, women's golf began their second fall tournament this morning. Held in Texas at Traditions Golf Club, the team will play 36 holes today and 18 tomorrow. Gators Volleyball returns to action tomorrow night against Alabama. Coming off an upset win over number 4 Wisconsin in front of a record crowd of 16,833 people, the Gators look to win their sixth straight game find live coverage and updates right here at 6.45 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You know, folks, recently I spoke to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty. Now, as the market continues to shift and home sellers like you have serious questions about when to sell, for how much, or what if you need to buy you also have a home to sell. 
Well, that's why I really recommend Scott Caldwell because he's the only agent I would trust to sell my home because he's helped hundreds of families this year alone. Trust Scott to help you sell fast and for the most money, no matter what your situation is. He's got upfront written guarantees and thousands of buyers that give you the added confidence to be able to sell right now. Remember this, he will sell your home at your agreed to price and time frame, or he will buy it. It's just that simple. So call Scott today to find out more. 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. There's an old expression, everyone you meet is fighting a great battle you know nothing about. That's especially true right now because we're facing a variety of challenges never experienced in our lifetime. So what can we do? Well, there's nothing like hearing an encouraging word from someone. It's wind in our sails. To encourage means to provide support to help someone keep going. It's more than just a casual, off-the-cuff, kind word. It's a decision to love them, to reach out to them, to show you care. The Bible teaches us that encouragement isn't optional, but a command encourage one another and build one another up. In a world where so many use words to discourage, let's choose to encourage. It's easy to tear a person down, but God wants us to build them up, to give people courage for living. This is Bryant Wright, hoping to encourage you today, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox. And you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says, Mullen didn't recruit Trask. 
We did recruit Jones, A.R., and Kitna. Jones and A.R. have been pretty average thus far. Kitna, according to Nick Delatore, has been neck and neck with a freshman walk-on quarterback named Engel. Do you think Mullen was a bit overhyped with the quarterback whisperer tag? Great question, Mark. Let me just say this. Just because he didn't recruit somebody, he made, he helped make Kyle Trask a second-round draft choice. I don't think anybody can deny that, right? Just because you don't recruit them doesn't mean you can't develop them, right? Has Jones been pretty average? Yes. But, and, it, and, it's, and it's funny, now people are saying that Anthony Richardson's pretty average. Not too long ago, he was whatever. But, I mean, he developed Dak Prescott. He took quarterbacks like a Nick Fitzgerald, okay, who couldn't throw a lick, but he made him a good enough thrower and he quarterback power, and so he developed them. But what does that mean, okay? If you don't put a quarterback in the NFL, does it mean you can't develop them? Because all a college coach cares about in terms of winning and losing is, can my quarterback help me win? If you go to the next level, great. But your job as a college coach is to develop that player to help you win, isn't it? I would think that. All right, now we have time for calls. What amazes me, I believe I'm correct in this, all three Florida teams in the NFL won this past weekend, and not one call about the National Football League. I know I say that a lot, but it still stuns me. And maybe I I shouldn't be so stunned. Some other things that are going on in the sports world, Aaron Judge continues his pursuit of Roger Maris. The Mets are in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. First time since 2016. They have won the division. How about the Astros? Beginning of the year, I said to you, the Astros are going to be good. I didn't think they'd be 97 wins good. They're 97 and 51. I mean, and then uh, had a couple of emails about Scherzer last night. Should have taken him out. Yes, take him out. He was just coming off an injury, and you better believe you take him out. Because if he pitches, and then he can't pitch the rest of the way, okay, it's a team sport. It's a team sport. Bill says, who right now is the third best team in the SEC? Ooh, thank you, Bill, for that. Well, are you assuming, I guess, Georgia-Alabama 1-2 or Alabama-Georgia 1-2? I'd have to say Tennessee. Arkansas is not good defensively. 
Kentucky, give them credit for winning, but somebody's going to get them because their offensive line isn't that good. Now, they do get Rodriguez back October 1st. That should help the run game, but you, your offensive line also has to block people. So that's who I would say. Tennessee, third best team. But it's you could make a case for Arkansas. You could make a case, I think, for Kentucky in that situation. Got a couple of emails here. Don't forget, we'll talk Jags. I'll talk NFL if you won't. Ashlyn Sullivan, on-field reporter for the Jags, is going to join us uh, at about, uh, about 20 minutes. Carl said, oh, wow, Steve, I've listened to your show for a long time. I've never called. I've only emailed a couple of times. My question is about Anthony Richardson. I understand he's a local kid. I understand everybody wants him to succeed. But at what point do you pull the trigger if he continues to not perform? Carl, you, sir, have just asked the $64,000 question. And I, I don't know. If, if you go to Knoxville and it's 21, <clears throat> it's 21 nothing in the second quarter and the quarterback's ineffective and maybe he's thrown a pick, do you make a change? If, if Miller can't go, if he's still hurt, do you bring in a Kitna? Do you bring in a guy that is also inexperienced? That's a tough call. That's a very tough call. My gosh, I'm sitting down because Joe's going to talk about the Bucks. Joe, hello. Good afternoon. It, uh, is it me or does it seem like the uh, refs don't have control of the uh, NFL games currently? You know, that game got out of control because they weren't calling penalties on both sides that they should have been calling. Well, that's a two-edged sword. I'll tell you why, Joe. There are some fans who think that too many penalties are called. Let them play. Let them play. Well, that's what can happen sometimes when you have you – know, I'm not saying they did, right, but that can happen, I think, sometimes. It just, it just seemed like even – after that, they weren't, you know, you have two guys get ejected. You think now the refs are going to start cracking down, and they still didn't do that. But uh, that's just my point of view. And uh, I was glad I heard uh, Billy's conference, press conference on Monday, and I was glad to hear him make comments about the special teams. And because uh, I had noticed it seemed like have we forced the team into a fair catch on a punt this year? Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure that my memory serves me. In other words, Florida's punting and the other team fair catches? Yeah. I think so, yes. Don't hold me to that, but I think so. It just seemed like we've had a lot of uh, punt return being returned for, you know, I listen to the game on the radio, so I don't know if he's getting good hang time or if he's doing a line drive punt. Well, here's what happens sometimes, and it did happen a couple of times. 
sometimes you can outkick your coverage. So that if yeah. you really get a you know a booming kick, you outkick your coverage. That allows for a return. Return. I, I, as I said, I, I don't know. You know, listening to it on the radio, uh, you don't know if, if that was the case. It just seemed like I don't know if they weren't getting enough hang time, or if the guys weren't getting off their block and getting down the field, or or what the scenario was. But I was glad to see that he was saying there was a problem there because that was something I was noticing that you know we'd have a 50-yard punt and then a 20-yard return and kind of negates a good punt. Yeah, I mean, I think that unit can certainly improve. No question. All right, Steve, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate you, Joe. Bill, welcome to Sports Scene. Thanks. Well, I'll start on a positive note and just say, you know, there's only one direction that our uh, passing game can go from where we are right now, and that's up. But I don't know. I find it really interesting just looking at this over the last couple of weeks. Um, Utah game looked great. Kentucky game, we come out and it, trying to get in the head of Billy Napier. I mean, we come out and all we're trying to do in the first series is throw the ball. That's it. Um, and then quickly, uh, Richardson is shot. You know, uh, it, it was obvious he was shot by the third quarter. I mean, I was feeling sorry for the guy. I mean, he had this dejected look in the in the huddle. He had a dejected look on the sidelines, and it kind of reminded me of when I was coaching Little League Baseball and we'd go into tournaments, and you'd have this poor little pitcher on the mound that the coach just made stay out there because his other pitchers did not have innings to throw with the rest of the weekend. And so this kid had to stay out there, you know, crying until the mercy rule. Well, there's no mercy rule in SEC football, you know. And so I wonder, I know you've been asked this question a lot, but I wonder at what point Billy just pulls him aside and says, look, you know, we're doing this for you. <laughs> uh, this isn't working right now. We're going to give you a chance to get your head right, but we're going to go another direction for a few minutes. Could happen. Could, it could certainly happen. Um, you know, if, if, if Miller is healthy, he probably – is their best thrower, I would think. Um, so does he had? you know, there's a lot of people who think that if Miller were healthy last week, that he might have put him in there to see what he could do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow, you know, if he's available or not, you know, because that's when the injury report gets, gets released. And then the other question becomes, if Richardson continues to struggle, there's guys behind him that have not played a lot. So do you put them in the game to say, okay, big guy, let's go to Knoxville and try it? I don't know. Well, again, it cannot get any worse. (laughs) It can't get any worse. Uh, Let me just say this. Our tickets are back in the kind of the southwest end zone, and we have an opportunity to see when these players are coming out for the game, you know, the balls that they're throwing. And I can remember a couple of years ago, Emory would line up, drop back, and even when there's no defenders, he could not he could not hit an open receiver just in practice. And I was like, what's going on? And it was time and time again. Well, this Engel kid, and I know this is a five-minute snapshot, but this Engel kid, you watch him back there, and he's hitting every single receiver in stride. Uh, I know there's not, you know, six-foot-four linemen in his face and all, you know, all SEC uh, DBs out there, but you get this visual of wow this kid's this kid can make some throws and 
last week when it was late in the game and uh, Richardson has got a wide open receiver 10 yards downfield. I mean, wide open. And what does he do? He sails the ball four feet over his head. You know, at that point, that this is something, this is something bigger. This is something psychological. All right. Uh, maybe you just bring somebody else in that can then help him with it. All right. Bill, thank you for your call. 132. Time check brought to you by Hayes Shuttleway ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay. We're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. When our clients are injured in an accident, it is our goal to lift the burden off of them from the moment they call us. If you call our office, you'll speak to one of our four practicing attorneys. We understand the stress that you and your family are under. We will help you and get the best results in your case. We fight as hard as we can. It becomes personal. It's not just a client, it's a personal relationship. Visit FFPLaw.com for a free consultation. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Later in the afternoon, skies becoming mostly sunny. Temperatures warming up to the upper 80s and lower 90s. We'll have a slight chance for a passing thunderstorm later in the afternoon, especially closer to southeastern Marion County. Overnight, mostly clear skies, patchy fog tomorrow morning, lows in the low 70s. Mostly sunny and hot again tomorrow afternoon with highs nearing 90. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. By the way, in case you're wondering, and I did have a lot of people saying, hey, are you watching the game? Because I have direct TV. I took out my phone, and I had Amazon Prime on my phone. Yes, but by halftime, I'd order a new bed, uh, bathrobe <laughs> and a pair of slippers and a 
crockpot. That's not true. You could not. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Jim says, well, the hurry up offense hurt the defense. Not necessarily. Look, all coaches want to score. I don't know. I don't know a coach in the world that says I don't want to score in three plays. I mean, I, you know, I mean, could it hurt them in terms of the defense being on the field a long time? You know, eventually. But I promise you, any coach will take scoring quickly. Uh, Steven says, "Are we calling any blitzes to try to put more pressure on the quarterback?" Isn't that an interesting question? Because last year people ripped Todd Grantham for doing too much blitzing. Yes, they, they have blitzed occasionally. Most of the time it's the safety that's doing it, but not nearly with the frequency and with as many people as Grantham did it. Lewis, hello. Hey, Steve, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed when uh, Anthony is doing interviews or talking to the media, he's wearing glasses. Uh, I wonder if um, he has on anything when he's playing football, when he's on the field. Uh, I noticed that the other night he was up talking and he, and he, and he wears glasses. That'd be an interesting question to know. And then secondly, um, I can't understand why we as corners, I know we want to keep everything in front of us, but when we get in the red zone, why are we giving receivers so much cushion? I can't understand. You only got if you can't run with a guy ten yards because the end zone is just ten yards deep. You can't cover a man ten, fifteen yards. Why even have that corner or safety out there? Why is there so much cushion given to these receivers that we face? Those are my two questions. In the red zone, you're talking about? Yes. Yes, they're ten, and and some of them are even. And when we're in the middle of the field, we'll be beyond the first down marker. You want to at least uh, go no further than the first down because the guy do a short curl inside the first down. He pick up the first down, and and, and you're you're ten fifteen yards downfield because you've got so much cushion, giving him so much cushion. Well, they threw for 116 yards. Right, but some of that was touchdown because we 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 couldn't we didn't cover the guy. We too far back, especially in the red zone. What I'm saying is 116 yards isn't a lot of passing yardage. It may not be, Steve, but if those passing yards, 116, includes TD, it is. It's critical when you've given your guy 8 to 10 yards off the ball. You should be press coverage inside the 20. God, you ought to be able to run with a guy. Well, but if you get, but if you get beat off the line of scrimmage on press coverage, then what? Well, you, you, you don't need to be out there. You need to find somebody. Well, then you're, but then you're saying receivers that you're. Then what your what your premise what, what is, is Lewis, that? is that every cornerback in press coverage should be able to cover a receiver. Inside of ten yards, yes. Okay. When you're in the when you're in the red zone and you it's behind your back, it's just the just the end zone, and you're off your guy six, 
seven, eight yards. Why? Why? Get up and press him. Okay. You, you only have to run with him 10 yards. But if he gets the initial break off the ball and you impress coverage, you're then beat. He, you're then, beaten. Then you need to be on the sideline with the coach. But, again, back to my premise. You're, there's no way in God's green earth, okay, that when you're in press coverage, that every time you're in press coverage, you should be able to cover the receiver because you're not giving the receiver any credit. Between a cornerback and free safety. Well, we, we don't know where the free safety is. What's his job? What is he doing? Your your, de- your defense has only so many guys to that to, in the backfield to cover. You know, I watched I watched King play last night. They had four guys rushing. They had seven DBs. Okay. You can't throw against that. But you know where those seven DBs were? They were in press coverage. The only ones that were not were the linebackers and free safety. Okay. And you couldn't throw anywhere. Well, no, because you, you have seven guys in coverage. Exactly, and that's what they're, they're throwing at Anthony. That's what they're throwing at him. He's but you're so talking two different things. You're talking press coverage versus seven. In co- that's two completely different Here, things. Here's what I'm saying, Steve. Let me, let me, let me, here's what I'm saying. When you're in the red zone, you can't give up. I, 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 I get you. I understand. I get what you're saying. And Florida is notorious for doing that. And these guys are running a quick slant and boot right in the end zone. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lewis. Appreciate the call. Norm, welcome. Thanks, Steve, for taking the call. Uh, you have great patience. So this is a follow-up to yesterday. So I, I've been listening to you 20 years. I just want you to do me one favor and put on the fan's hat for a second. So okay. pretend you're a caller. And so when I call in and ask, like, Shane's saying RPO, and that's what we got to do. So this is on the five-yard line, as you know. I'm just trying to understand a simple question if you were a fan. I'm a 50-year-old coach, and I'm letting my 20-year-old quarterback run an RPO. So he's going to decide to run it, pass it, do whatever. But but I should know more football. I'm just saying I don't know why they don't hand the ball off on that play. I don't care if it's RPO, PPO, or IPO. Tell the quarterback, that send the guy in, we're going to run the ball. And the last thing I want to say is, you have good running backs, so just when you and Shane say, oh, there's 12 guys or 11 in the box, I don't care if they bring 13 in the box, some running backs are, are good, and, and they can shake tackles and get in the end zone from the five-yard line. So I just don't understand why we give it to a 20-year-old kid to make the decision on this RPO instead of sending in a running play when we haven't thrown a touchdown in 175 minutes. So, so that's my only question. Well, if you listen to me after the game, I made that same statement. That okay. that I you know I, I didn't under I, I'm not there I'm not at practice but if you're gashing a team running the ball then you don't need an RPO there just line up and run the ball so Understood. you're you're preaching to the choir there I, again I okay. I don't know that it was an RPO called I, I'm assuming yeah. there must have been because of what okay. transpired but yes personally there the way my team is running. I line up and whatever I'm calling, you know, I write 24, whatever I'm going to call, go, run it. Agreed. Yeah, I'm not picking on you. So you and Shane do a great job. Just no, no. Legit question. Yeah, he said it was an RPO and that's what they had to call. Well, I, you know, and he made a bad throw. But anyway, I just, I think. Yep, I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Okay, Norm, Thanks. thank you. Yep. Uh, John, real quick here. Hi, John. Yeah, I'll make this quick, Steve. Uh, your two, two previous callers, or one previous caller, talked about the red zone. 
you know, press coverage or pass coverage. I think we've only given up one touchdown in the red zone. That was against Utah. I mean, last game we didn't even give up a touchdown pass. And I think Tennessee or uh, Kentucky's only touchdown was the long pass. So I don't think our red zone was a problem with like press coverage. So, I mean, I understand his premise, but I, I don't think that's been our problem. Well, Going to my, my previous uh, reason why I called is my frustration is in the last two years, including this year, is the, the inability to be able to get back at quarterbacks. And we don't know how good getting is because I've never seen him on the field. So to say that, that we need to put a back at quarterback in, I don't know, man. How good is he? How, how effective can he be? So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, right now I think Richardson is your best bet. I mean, until Miller comes around, we still haven't seen him on the field. I mean, we saw him in the orange and blue game. But other than that, I don't know what the answer is. What do you think? Well, sometimes as a coach, I think you have to try something sometimes. Right. Okay? I'm not saying now is the time. I'm just saying sometimes to shake something up, to, you know, make a move of some kind, you do that. Okay? But when do you do it? That, that's, sometimes that's a gut call. Okay? I, I need to sit him a little bit. I need him to watch a little bit. Okay? That's what coaches get paid big money for. Right. I hear you. Hey, thanks, Steve. Yep. Have Anytime, talk, John. Talk Thank you. One forty-five time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll end by talking to Ashlyn Sullivan, talking about the Jaguars. ESPN 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. Tonight, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Astros. After falling short 4-0 last night, the team hopes to steal the momentum back at home. You can find live coverage and updates right here at 6 p.m. The Women's Gator Golf Team opened up at the Memorial Tournament this morning in Bryan, Texas for their second outing this season. They'll play 36 holes today and 18 tomorrow in hopes of topping their 7th place performance at their opening tournament. The Gator Volleyball Team played in front of an NCAA record-breaking crowd on Friday and defeated number 4 Wisconsin in 5 sets. The team will compete against Bama tomorrow night with the goal of keeping their win streak alive. Find live coverage and updates right here beginning at 6.45 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. It exists because of your donations of unwanted cars, trucks, RVs, boats, just about any kind of vehicle and when you do this you help boys at the facility who are at risk that come from troubled homes they house these boys and it helps them learn real life skills because when you donate these vehicles they fix them up they then go out and resell them and remember if you donate it's tax deductible and it goes a long way towards helping a great cause your generosity does a lot of good in this case ladies and gentlemen so if you do have a vehicle and you would like to get rid of it and donate it the road heaver boys ranch will gladly take it for more information go to or you can google boys ranch palaka or go to rbr.org and you'll learn more summer's over but that joint pain is still there time to do something about it hey it's steve russell i want you to call qc kinetics 
now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to $1,044 per year when you switch to Direct Auto, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Data from August 2021. New customer survey. Savings, if any, vary. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Last weekend, all three... Florida NFL teams were winners. Jacksonville owning, owning the Indianapolis Colts again. This week, traveling out to face the Los Angeles Chargers. West Coast trip with us to talk about the Jags and their early season success. Ashlyn Sullivan, on-field reporter 
uh, for the Jags. Ash, congratulations. Uh, really dominant win and a really good first week showing, too. What seems to be, you know, look, I'm watching on television, so maybe I'm just crazy, but they just look better organized, look like they know what they're doing. Is that a, a statement that's too out of whack? No, they do look like they know what they're doing. And my gosh, you would think like that's too much to ask at times. But yes, this is an organized football team, well coached, knows what's going on. And, and we see what a difference that can make when you have the guys that you need at head coach. Doug Peterson has completely flipped this. He's putting guys in assignments they're supposed to be in. You're right. Week one, the guys are really kicking themselves because they felt like they could have beaten the Washington Commanders. And there were many, many games last season where you never said that they were close enough to beat a team like that. So it is a vast difference. The Colts are always a little wacky, especially in Jacksonville. The Jaguars have now beaten them eight years in a row in Jacksonville for some reason. Um, but this is a team that's going to Los Angeles now with a ton of momentum and a confidence that if they play like they did last Sunday, they can beat a number of teams in the NFL. Ash, where do you see the biggest improvement so far here You know, through two weeks? I would say just the personality of the team, the way it's organized. And, and I keep mentioning head coach Doug Peterson. That is the biggest difference from last season. This is a team that feels like they're well coached, that feels like they're in position to succeed, and that feels like the coaches are scheming them open. A lot of times the Jaguars receivers were never open, and you're seeing even if quarterback Trevor Lawrence makes a couple throws that go the Jaguars' way, this is a big difference for this team. It, it's night and day, just the coaching of the ability of the Jaguars right now. You know, there was a lot of talk about the money that the Jags invested in Kirk, but through a couple of weeks, he's earned that money, hasn't he? Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's almost doing the impossible of playing up to a free agency contract. I think it's impossible for any player to earn that because free agency, you're just going to overpay. That's just the way it is. And I don't think that's getting any better in this free agent market. I think you're going to see numbers go up and up and up every single year. But if Christian Kirk keeps on the pace he's going, yeah, he's earning every single penny. He's the guy that's getting open, almost that security blanket for Trevor Lawrence. And all the excuses that we heard about Trevor last year of, oh, he has no one to throw to, no one's ever open. Well, now he's got the guys. And it's almost like now everyone's looking at Trevor. You have these weapons. Now we're asking Trevor to take that next step because he now has all these tools around him. You know, the 3-4 the, the Jags play – uh, I know they're young players, but my gosh, uh, Devin Lloyd, uh, Walker, uh, and you throw Josh Allen in there, who's a seasoned veteran, what, in his third or fourth year, whatever it is. Pretty good group at linebacker, isn't it? It is, and we're seeing now, we, we were wondering when the Trayvon Walker effect, we call it, would happen. And Trayvon Walker coming off a great week one performance against the Commanders, and I asked outside linebacker coach Bill Shuey, okay, when will we see now the offensive line shift their attention to Walker, which will free up Josh Allen? And he looked at me and he said, watch week two. And sure enough, Josh Allen went unblocked on both of his sacks, and that's the best thing about this 3-4. And when you have Josh and Trayvon on the field at the same time, the offensive line doesn't know who to double team. They don't know who to turn their attention to. And it only took two weeks for the NFL to figure out that Trayvon Walker is going to be a really good player. Uh, you, you look at uh, the offense, and the offensive line was a question mark last year, I think, to be fair. Is it better? Mm -hmm. It's better. 
I don't think it's exactly where they want it to be. Left tackle Cam Robinson is playing on that franchise tag, and I'll say he really goes up and down. There were some games last year where we thought he was a dominant left tackle, and even this season, that game-winning drive for the Commanders week one, Cam Robinson didn't play up to the level he wanted. So it's more so I would say the consistency, which I know takes time for an offensive line. You also have a rookie center in there, and we're, we're hoping that relationship, we call it, with Luke Fortner, who's the new center for the Jaguars, and Trevor is a relationship we talk about for 10 years, it still needs some work. And I think everyone I've talked to just says that comes with time. It's a group that you need a ton of reps together, and they just they haven't gotten those reps yet. You know, if you and I were just drinking a cup of coffee and I'd ask you this question, here's how I would phrase it. Trevor Lawrence, as a rookie, went through a hell of a lot last year. You know, learning the league – you know, the whole thing with the coaching, and yet he seemed to smile, and he, but he seems much more relaxed. So, Ash, let me ask this. What kind of a dude is he just, you know, off the field, and where do you see him now with his psyche in playing the quarterback position? He is the chillest, calmest person I think I've ever met. I don't want to say in my life, but it's pretty close. He's definitely top ten. He is poised. He is mature. He is calm. What you all see when, when we talk about his poise, that's what he's like in the locker room. That's what he's like at lunch. He is just the calmest person. Nothing can shape, shape him. And, my gosh, what a great guy then to lead your team through the disaster that was last year. Um, he, he doesn't play with emotion, and I think that's a really good thing. He's that stabilizing force. There are some people that criticize that and say you want a more fired-up, amped-up guy at quarterback. That's never going to be Trevor, um, and I think that's a great guy to build your team around, but it's no secret he has to take a step forward this year. And maybe it's an unfair thought for Trevor. We keep talking about the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts, and okay, well now it's Trevor's turn to take that jump. I'm at the point where I think that might be unfair to compare him to that, but it's no secret that Trevor can play better, and I think we all know he can get that feeling higher for the Jaguars. I got a minute left, Ash. Robinson really had a, lot, a big workload last year, but ETN now is there. Will ETN help the backfield situation? Big time. And I think it's interesting Doug Peterson isn't going to be that run-first coach. We keep asking, okay, are you going to run the ball more? Where's this balance? Doug Peterson wants to throw the ball. He wants to be a passing offense that has the running game complemented. So we're going to see Robinson and ETN's carries drop big time than what they had last season. James Robinson carried the offense last year. He's not going to have it nowhere near those numbers. And I now I have people all upset about fantasy and that James Robinson's their starter. He's not going to get carries <laughs> that they had last year. But that's not what Doug Peterson wants this offense to be. It's, you know, scheming open the run. And, and we're seeing it working now. Two weeks in, you're seeing these pop-off big runs from James Robinson. When you run the ball every single play, that's not going to work. So I, I think it's a good balance. I think Doug Peterson is telling you what he wants this offense to look like. Got to go cross-country, play a team that many think is going to be a playoff team. Is this sort of a litmus test for the Jags early here? Big time, I think. I mean, Jacksonville is hyped up this week. I will not lie to you. We were just at a community visit at an elementary school, and all the kids were so excited that the Jaguars won. They were, like, shocked and excited that the Jaguars beat the Colts. As much as they did, I'm not going to go out and say that the Jaguars are going to beat the Chargers on Sunday, even with Justin Herbert's rib injury. I think it'll be a true test just to see if they can keep this competitive. The Jaguars last season, this would not be a competitive game, and we would go into that knowing that. 
I think if they can keep it close and keep the game relevant in the third and fourth quarter, that shows me that this is a much improved Jaguars team. Ash, always good to talk to you, and uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. Thank you for taking the time, always. You got it. I'll talk to you soon, Steve. You got it. Thanks, Ash. Ashlyn Sullivan, on-field reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of our grads who's done a great job. That's our show for today. We thank you for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow. Uh, among our guests, Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal in Knoxville. We'll talk more Tennessee football, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WRUF.